0: Thanks for joining us here on the Light San Diego podcast. This sermon was recorded in Encinitas, California. For more information, please visit us at lightsaniego.com. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me. That You also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Jesus is addressing his disciples right after the dramatic scene of him washing their feet In that chapter, we see that there are two parties that are troubled. One is Jesus himself as he makes his way towards the cross. And secondly, it's his followers, his disciples, who have bet their entire life on this man and this ministry Their livelihood, their sense of the future, their purpose is wrapped up within what they believed Jesus's mission was to be. And as he continues to reveal to them, I am going to my crucifixion, their hearts are grieved, not only at the loss of their rabbi, but realizing that Jesus has told them that they themselves will walk away. They'll fall into betrayal. And so in the midst of all of that's going on, all of the the chaos, the hurt, the loss, the grief, Jesus speaks these words, do not let your hearts be troubled. He gives to them a sense of comfort and peace. And as he does this, he calls them to believe, and he directs their attention to do two different themes throughout John chapter 14. The first is that he is going to prepare a place for them, that in his father's house there are many rooms. Now, what's fascinating, this idea of, of rooms, uh, is this Greek word meno, which is only used two times in all of the whole of Scripture. And this word talks about a dwelling place. It talks about um, almost a home uh, of sorts. And it's used in this moment to to bring hope into the hearts of disciples as, listen, things are about to get dark. And before they get light again, I want you to keep your eyes on something that as I go away, I am preparing a place for you. Oftentimes, I, I feel that we can lose sight of the hope of heaven because for some of us it feels ambiguous it seems mythological it seems something that's far off but it's important for us to remember that jesus says if this were not so i would not have told you meaning the heaven is as real as jesus the hope of heaven is as real as the resurrection itself and that it was given not only as as a definitive event but as something for us to dwell upon to rise hope in our hearts and that as we do, that the things going on around us, and whether it's an uncertainty or loss or grief or fear, that we would have a place to look up to and to understand that there is preparation going on for us to be reunited again with him. This this idea of preparing a place for us was very common within the Jewish tradition of marriage. You see, a groom would come to his bride and talk to the father and would propose. And at that moment, they would spend a year in the betrothal state. And the groom, although they were legally married, Would they would not share that union. And so the groom would go back to his father's house and would prepare a menno. He would prepare a dwelling place off that. And this isn't something that could be done quickly. It was something that would have taken craftsmanship and intention. This was an extension of his heart and love and devotion to his bride. And once that was ready, he would go back and and find his bride and bring her back to his dwelling place. And so the same way the bride could derive hope in knowing that her groom was preparing their place of dwelling, we as followers of Jesus can derive hope from knowing that Jesus has not left us as orphans, that he's coming again and currently right now is preparing a place for us to be with him. There's another time in scripture, in this actually the same chapter that this word is used. And it's not talking about the home that Jesus is preparing for us, it's talking about our hearts as actually a home for his Holy Spirit. And what's so beautiful and encouraging about that reality is is the hope is not only something that is in the future, it's something that is present to us right now. In John chapter 14, In verse 23, Jesus says, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love them and he will come to them and make our home with them. In verse 26, it says, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give it to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And so here Jesus takes the same theme of not letting your hearts be troubled, of having a dwelling place, and he flips it by saying, but that dwelling place is also in your heart, that we will come make our home with you. And that he gives it a specification. There's an advocate, the Holy Spirit. And so when he says, my peace, I live with you, he's not talking about a state of mind, he's talking about a person. He's talking about the very presence of God that would reside inside of you. And my encouragement is that we would have a a moment of knowing that the, the Spirit of God who hovered over the chaos of the deep and was a part of bringing chaos into order now can reside in our heart, bringing that same sense of shalom, that same sense of order to us right here, right now, wherever you're watching this. I think about a really famous interview that Dan Rather had with Mother Teresa years ago. We're in his conversation with her, he's talking to her about prayer. He's wanting to know where her strength comes from, from day in and day out, living her life with those who are near death, those who have been forgotten by society. And in this interview, he says, When you pray to God, what do you say? Mother Teresa says, "I, I don't say anything, I just listen. To that he responded, Well, what does he say to you? Mother Teresa says, He doesn't say anything, he just listens. And if you can't understand that, I'm sorry. I can't explain it to you. I love, as as Mother Teresa was coming to the end of her life in her frail body, not lacking an ounce of strength in her spirit, talks about, rather than a liturgy, talks about a relationship, talks about a presence that she experiences with God that transcends language itself. She's talking about a peace that had been given to her. That is where it is a well that she draws from. In the 17th century, there was a, a lay monk by the name of Lawrence of the Resurrection, um, and after um, him fighting in the Thirty Year War that was taking place in France, he went away and became a part of this monastery in the east of France. And as he did, he had not he didn't have any sort of high-ranking position within his monastery. He was the cook and later just a sandal maker. But he would write these letters to his friends talking about the delight and the beauty that he had in everyday life, in the ordinary of the presence of God. Later on, those letters were compiled into a book called The Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence. And here, and and the fame of this cook in this monastery grew and grew even during his lifetime, simply because he recognized this: that his heart is a dwelling place of the Holy Spirit, of the loving community of God that it exists within him, and that it, it transcended to every part of his life. In his book, he writes this. There is not in the world a kind of life more sweet and delightful than that of a continual conversation with God. Those only can comprehend it who practice and experience it. One need not cry out very loudly, He is nearer nearer to us than we think. He is nearer to us than we think. My prayer is that your hearts would not be troubled because you know jesus has gone to prepare a place for you and simultaneously he has not left us at orphans he has given us the holy spirit to dwell within us and that in this moment we get the privilege of enjoying that peace so would we step into that lean into that practice the presence of god to sit in his presence and to understand that there is nothing that we need to fear because Jesus himself has overcome the world and has given us his peace to dwell within that. Grace to you and peace to you. Thanks for joining us here on the Light San Diego podcast. This sermon was recorded in Encinitas, California. For more information, please visit us at lightsaniego.com.